Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly mindful look at life and finances with a twist. I'm your host, Richie, and y'all just, of course, I have to start off with thanking y'all for being here. We are 16 episodes in. Your girl is excited over here. Y'all don't even know. Like, I sit back and just say, I really did this. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. It's hard for me sometimes to be consistent with things and keep things going after I've committed to them. Um, That make me sound real bad. Things like this, okay? Like, not like I can't get into a relationship and commit or something like that because I don't want that to sound like that. (laughs) But being committed to a business venture, um, this is something that's new for me. And so I'm super excited that I'm able to see 16 episodes and to have just listeners like y'all that are dedicated to every single time I drop the episodes, whether I promote it or not, because to be honest with y'all, sometimes I forget to promote the episodes. Like it'll just be out there. And I still see that like 70 of y'all didn't listen without me even saying, go listen, 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 you know, doing stuff like that. And so I just got to thank y'all so much just because I did not know who all would be interested in this podcast. And I'm just super blessed that y'all decide each and every Wednesday or whenever you listen, that you come back, you stick, stick in there for 20. That sound bad too. You in there for 23 minutes. (laughs) Where's my mind at? You listen. How about that? You listen for the 23 minutes or so that this podcast is on. So I just got to thank y'all. All right, so I wanted to let y'all know I finally started an IG page for the podcast because for the longest, I was using my personal IG account and I'm just lazy. Like, I really, like, my friends will tell you I'm not a good texter all the time when it's too many messages my mind get all crazy and be like ah too much you know I just can't deal with it and so I didn't want to have to manage a podcast page and also a personal page just because truth be told y'all I didn't get on social media until 2015 okay that's crazy so like the real first time I got on social media was when I was a freshman in college when you used to have to have an edu address and I got on there for like six months and then left that was when when nothing going on on Facebook right and so like I didn't even have a myspace page like that's just how I am about social media like I just don't be on there like that right so Me getting a podcast page was like monumental and I spent a lot of time on it. It's really aesthetically cute. So check out the podcast page. It's mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. Go follow the page. I'm going to start having conversations on there. Right now, me and my 17 followers, we good. Okay. And if y'all decide that y'all want to come over there, have some conversations with your girl, go ahead and follow the page. So check it out. It's at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast that is my new podcast ig page and that's where i'm gonna have all of the conversations about what's going on on the podcast and i'm hoping to start doing ig lives things like that i'm still trying to work out the details don't have all those yet but anyways 
If you didn't check out last week's episode, you can listen everywhere. I know I've been putting that out there like it's available everywhere. I still have people say, so which one should I listen to? Whichever one you want to, okay? It is available everywhere. iHeartRadio was the latest edition. I was super, super excited. Y'all don't understand. I used to be a on-air personality for iHeartRadio back in the day. Like I was on air for five years. And so to have my podcast on iHeartRadio as me, that was monumental for me. I was just like ecstatic. But even just to see my podcast episodes pop up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of those podcast po- platforms, they all matter. They're all cool. Please, wherever you listen, you can search for Mindfully Rich Podcast. It's there. Check out last week's episode. This is America. Um, really good episode. Got a lot of good feedback on it. So if you haven't checked it out, I'm not about to tell you about it here because we got the new episode to talk about. That's what we're doing. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our Mindful Money Minute and our music inspiration comes from, I was trying to see because I was battling between two artists. It comes from Escape, Understanding, and we're going to talk about money relationships today. And so I thought that this would be a cool topic to discuss just because I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a certified financial educator. So in my big girl job, I'll be about this money life. I'll be about this educating you on financial wellness life. This is my thing. This is what I do. You know, the podcast is a labor of love of me just wanting to get the word out there about financial matters just because a lot of people don't like these conversations. I love them, <laughs> if you can't tell. But I do this just because I love helping people. And so in my big girl job, I get a chance to do that all the time. Absolutely love my job and doing so. But I want I want to talk to y'all today about money relationships and the reason why I used escape song because I thought it fit perfectly now to be honest with you it was a mix between escape understanding or 702s get it together just because some of y'all relationship with y'all money is pretty complicated so to get it together would have probably fit but understanding I think fits better just because I don't believe a lot of people understand that With you being in a relationship with your money, you have to have understanding. And I'm going to give you lots of examples of that. And so just like with any relationship, what's the number one thing that you need in a relationship? Communication. Like you see how I pause, like y'all was going to say it back at me and I was going to be say, correct. No, (laughs) but communication. And so when we're talking about your money relationship, how you can have communication with your money is we all get paid a salary. The income that we make, whatever that income is, it comes into our account. And when it comes into our account, it's talking to us. Yo, you got this much in your account right now. This is what I can deliver at this moment, right? And so when the money comes in, it's communicating with you. This is where we're at. You then look at where you're at and you get a chance to decide where that money goes, whatever debt you decide to go in, whatever expenses that you incur, whatever it is that you decide to do, that is all free will on you or whoever manages your account. Now, when you decide to start going over those things, that's when you and your money have stopped communicating. When you go over, when you go negative, when you spend too much, 
Just like with any relationship, when the communication barrier has left, what is what do you do when you're not getting your needs met? So say in a money relationship, you don't have enough money no more, right? So what do you do once you don't have enough money, but you're not finished spending for the month, right? You probably start cheating on your money with your credit card, right? You probably ain't never thought about it like that, but that's what you're doing. You're cheating on your money because you wasn't getting your needs met with your money on the account side. And so now you got to go to the credit side. You're cheating on your money on the credit side just because you still trying to get what it is that you want. But just like with any type of cheating relationship, that has to run out at a certain time. Once you reach your limit on the cheating side for the credit card, then you running back to the account trying to figure out, all right, what do we got to do next month so we don't be back in the same situation? Money relationships are important just because you need to spend just as much time working on your financial situation, working on where your money goes, how much money is coming in and balancing that. You need to spend just as much time doing that as you would in any romantic relationship, a friendship that you have, any type of relationship. And the way that relationships get better is through understanding. And so the reason why I'm saying understanding needs to be there is you need to work at it. You know, we're not perfect. A lot of us learn with our money through trial and error. Although there are tons of resources out there, but there's so much information, like we're in information overload. And so sometimes I've talked about budgeting before, but the simplest thing with budgeting is just knowing how much money you have coming in and how much money you have going out. If you have too much money going out, of course you need to make decreases. Now that sounds very simple to some people, and difficult to lots of other people. You know, to me, I'm just like, bet, let me start looking at whatever it is that I have. Let me decrease if I need to make those decreases. And some people have a hard time letting go of things. And so your relationship with your money then becomes very complicated because your money has communicated with you. This is where we at, but you're not listening. And just like in any relationship, when you're not listening, things are gonna be strained. And so I truly believe that if you wanna get better with your money, improving your money relationships, spending time understanding your financial situation, understanding where it is that you want to go. I believe some of the best things that you can do in your money relationship is trying to plan out what your goals are. And I know sometimes people will look at me and say, I don't even make that much money. How can I have goals? You can always have goals. Like I'm a dreamer. I dream real big. I have vision boards that have really big goals, really big dreams, really expensive dreams at that. And I believe that those goals, me getting a chance to see those things every single day, push me in the direction of where it is that I need to be. I never thought that I would be in the position that I'm in right now. I was just a little girl growing up. I started off in Markham, then I moved to Harvey, then back to Markham. And so that's right outside of Chicago. And it's just like, I would have never expected for my life to have led me here to California where I'm at right now. I would have never expected to be doing the things that I'm able to do. Like I have my dream job right now. And it's like, I would have never imagined that I would have a podcast right now. But all of these things are results of a dream board that I had. Like when I first, before I got my dream job, I'll go back a little bit. Before I got my dream job, I want to say it was 2017, 
Maybe it was the end of 2016. The end of 2016, I had got on social media. I was giving out all these free tips because I didn't been in the financial industry for 14 years. So I'm just sitting here just like, I'm about to give all these people all this free tips. I'm putting stuff out there. And you know what people do with free information. They don't care. They don't look at it. You may get a few likes here and there. But I was talking about money stuff. So of course, a lot of people were like, ain't nobody paying attention to this. So I said... Bet I'm going to take all that information off of there and y'all going to see a book. You're going to have to pay for the book to get it now. <laughs> or listen to the podcast and get some of these, these free gems, you know. And so that was something that I manifest. So I was putting free tips on Instagram on my page for probably, I'll say, about a good year and a half. And then after that, that was when I was able to get my dream job. And I didn't know that I was going to go into this, you know, job. I was just like, Oh, look at how this happened. And so I did a lot to make sure that I prepare myself for where it is that I want to be. And we can do the same thing in our financial situation by preparing ourselves, no matter if we're there or not. Y'all, I used to be in a position where I was robbing Peter to pay Paul. If you ain't old enough to know what that saying mean, go on Google. You got to go Google that. But I used to be in a situation like that. But I knew when I was in that situation, when money was complicated, when my money relationship was in a, a bad situation, I knew that I wanted to get out of that. And so what I had to do was start facing the music. Facing the music meaning, all right, we right here. What we going to do about it? Where do we want to go? So start looking at what that path looks like. So that way I can work on what my money relationship looked like. I had to, when I was in the process of getting me and me and when me and money was trying to go steady, <laughs> I'll put it like that. I had to look at what it is that I needed to change. A lot of those changes didn't feel good to me. I had to live in a spot where I wasn't comfortable. And sometimes you have to get uncomfortable to get you to where it is that you want to be. And so I lived uncomfortably. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go on vacations. I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do just because I couldn't afford them. But when I was faking the funk and trying to pretend that I can afford things that I really couldn't afford, that was what got me in trouble. And that's what ruined my relationship with money. And that's where I was cheating on money with credit cards and going into debt there. And we all know cheating on do nothing good. So of course, in this example, when I'm talking about going into debt, we also know that that's not good. And so working on your relationship with money will help you to clear your mind and make better decisions, period. Now, I know a lot of people, they think of money, but they don't know the impact that money has on their life. Now, I'm not saying that we should worship money. I know y'all probably have grown up with uh, your parents telling you or your grandparents saying money ain't everything. But I had to tell my grandpa, my grandma, I told her, look, I know money ain't everything, but it pay for every single thing that we have to do. If I don't have money, I don't have a place to live. I can't buy groceries. I can't, you know, put gas into my car. I can't do anything. We all know that we need it. But what it is that you do with it, that's all up to us. These bills don't just knock on our door and just be like, here I go. <laughs> what's up i'm your new bill no they don't do that <laughs> that's all on us and sometimes we can let our ego get away with thinking we need more than what it is that we should have and 
if this pandemic didn't do anything, it showed us for a good three months, we didn't have to go out to the stoves. We didn't have to go out to uh, do anything. You know, that life that we were living when we were out and about and we were always out spending money, going places, things like that. We probably, you probably got a chance to save so much money that you're now rethinking what is life going to look like after the pandemic or what is life going to look like while we're going through these phases of reopening just because you can save a lot of money when you're planning what it is that you want to do with your money or after you've gotten a chance like through this pandemic to see that. I necessarily didn't need all of that stuff that I used to spend money on. Like I was having conversations with some people when we were talking about like all of the lunches that people would go on, all of the happy hours that we ain't went on in three months, all of those things. I got to look at the crib. Liquor is cheaper when you buy it at home anyway. Okay. Food is better when you cook it at home anyway. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out sometimes just because you deserve to treat yourself. You deserve to go out. You deserve to have all of those different things but in moderation, in moderation, in a way that you're able to still afford a living for yourself and in a way that doesn't complicate your relationship with your money. So I hope that y'all are getting what it is that I'm saying. What, you know, get what I'm putting down right now, just because I want you to have a great working relationship with your financial situation, with your money. And I'm telling you, in order to have that, you do have to sit down and ask yourself the hard questions and you have to sit down and ask yourself, am I listening to what my money is telling me or what my financial situation is telling me? I always say this. We all have financial lanes that we're in. Sometimes we want to work off of a lane. We want to think that we're in another lane. And the reason why there are though we have lanes is so if we cut into another one, we're going to wreck. We're going to wreck ourselves. We're going to get into a wreck. We're going to get into a crash. And a lot of us, when we're outside of our financial lane, we're crashing. And I don't want any of y'all to be crashing just because I don't believe that our lives, we should do that. I believe that something has taught us early on, whether it's our ego, whether it's how we grew up, whether it's what we see on social media, whatever it may be, something has told you inside of your heart that, oh, I need to live above this. No, you don't. So I'm sitting here telling whoever is listening to this right now, do everything that you need to do in moderation, getting your financial situation in order is the main thing that you need to do. So that way you can have a great working relationship with your money. All right, y'all. I hope y'all liked our mindful money minute talking about understanding and working on your money relationships. And if you like this episode, Please make sure that y'all share it. Share, share, share. That's the only way we're going to get the word out there. I hear all the time, like, your podcast is so good. I'm just like, well, share it with everybody. And I know a lot of y'all have already done that. That's the reason why I've grown so much in listenership. And so truly appreciate that. I'm still trying to figure out what I want the segments to look like. So right now, I haven't been doing the questions just because 
I got some things up my sleeve of how I want the podcast to run. So right now, the only thing we're going to do is the Mindful Money Minute. Other than that, that's all I got. Ain't got no more, as one of my favorite YouTubers would say. Um, So what I'll end with is make sure that you follow me. Check me out on IG. I'm at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. And until next time, when I hit y'all with another one.